Welcome to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast. My name's David. As always, thank you for another week of the best of being a kinship care, a kinship kid, and everything in between. And what a very busy week it's been. Uh, there's been a few uh, meetings that we've had. I'll get to those in a second. Uh, but we've also had, uh, if you obviously are listening, you are from Liverpool, uh, we went to Bury, Bury Market, uh, which everyone seems to enjoy. It's a great place to go to. Uh, just, I, I think a lot of the Christmas markets are, are great, but uh, the fact that that's one, there's one in uh, Witness, uh, in obviously there's quite a few everywhere really. You know, um, I'm sure every town and area has one, and it's great to go back and and see what what's available and and getting you know a pound worth of sweets. You know, when it actually does mean something, so it's it's quite nice with things like that. And then obviously this Friday coming, obviously you've heard this before beforehand, we're having our our annual night out not night out we have a we have a night where we the allegorine uh, centers open and all the kinship carers come along and we have usually a singer and it's sort of a bring your own food bring your own um drink uh, and obviously there's things that go on throughout the night and it's it's a really good entertaining evening uh, a chance for kinship carers to let the hair down and sometimes that's definitely what we need now, as I say, we, we, I've had a couple of meetings this week with the Kinship Care Alliance and and, and, and those type of people. And uh, th- these are a group who um, basically bring together all the kinship uh, groups in the, the country um, and try and you know talk about you know things that are going on in the area, things that have happened within the kinship in general, talking about any legal precedences, um, anything that's been going on. Um, and it's really been... Um, one of the eye-opening things was that you know it it's sent along the idea is that every area every kinship group should have like a member where it's kind of like a like the justice league there's, there's you know there's one 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 like um official person from each group and i've obviously representing uh kinship liverpool um but a lot of them there's like 30 that get asked and about probably about five or five to ten people um, have responded so if you uh, it's run by the uh, the family group uh, family rights group um, and they do it every i think it's every three months so it's not a huge um commitment that you have to make obviously you, you know it's, it's good if you are involved and you take away what they what they're doing um, but it's not something where you've got to be doing you've got to attend every week or attend every every month even i think it's every three months uh it's usually during uh, like the daytime as well so if you've got you, you once the kids are on the school have gone um then you can sit sit back have a cup of tea it's you, it's on zoom so it's you know it's not um you don't have to travel to anywhere or do anything like that so it is quite a handy thing to do and especially if you've got things that you want to get off your chest you want to discuss things that have been going on in kinship um it's it's a great thing to do so if you want to get in touch with the family rights group i'll um I'll uh, I'll put some details regarding that on the on this episode, and hopefully we can get more people involved. Because I say the more people get involved, the more voices we get, the more points of view that we can get, and sometimes people have more information uh, that some part sometimes we don't even know. Uh, but one of the things that was brought up during that is obviously with the family rights group, their website um, they have a it's like a blog site uh, aspect where if you have anything that you want to get off your chest, as I say. Um, you know, and I do this a lot with the podcast. It's kind of my sort of outlet. 
But um, but if you've got something that you want to discuss, if you've had an incident and you really want to discuss this with people and give people the um, the heads up, uh, and you want to write it down, and you know they will obviously you know, within reason it, it, it can be put on on their website. Uh, and I've just submitted a uh, kind of like a, a, a thoughts from myself. Um, you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a writer. I've uh, have a degree in writing. I like writing. I, I write reviews and everything else. I do the podcast and everything else along with it. But I um, I it's been a while since I've actually sat down and really critically and analytically written something down. And I and I I did that um this week uh for the for the family rights group. And it really is uh just your thought again. It's always it's always just me. It's just my thoughts. But it's it's definitely something that um, a lot of people may want to resonate with, um, and rather than it just being something that's on the website and can't be um, can be read and then put away, uh, I thought what I'd do is I'd actually read it out uh, on the podcast now, so that if you if you didn't if you see it and you think oh you know that's a bit too much for me to read or I hate reading things on my phone or online or whatever it is, uh, you can have a listen and this is almost like the audiobook version of that it's not not hugely long it's about a page um but i say it's just little thoughts and feelings about being a kinship carer so this is called uh, how much does it cost to look after a child as a kinship carer i often bang my head against the issue of how much when it comes to looking after a child yes obviously the more the better and no one will have the same answer This is the issue that many people focus on when it comes to the prospects of kinship care and the success of placement. Can you afford it? Most kinship families, when asked to answer this honestly, will say, barely. With the cost of living crisis not only affecting the cost of energy, but also food and other consumables, it's not a question that can be answered quickly, or indeed, my answer today may not be my answer tomorrow. One of the main issues when entering the possibility of being a kinship carer is that a two-income family could be reduced to one in a blink of an eye. Now, if the allowances were created to match the income that it is being given up, then this may not be such an issue, but it isn't. It barely covers the cost of the child which is supposed to be, uh, which is it is supposed to support. And the biggest fear is that the government will hear the complaints that we all want to get the same and remove the means-tested method currently being used and standardise the payment across the country like they have have done with other benefits. Sure, a payment in one city may be reasonable, but then to someone living elsewhere may not even touch the sides of the issue. However, for me, the biggest issue with kinship care is not money, it's support. The number of times in meetings with kinship carers where the phrase, did you know, is uttered, followed by facts and tips that we didn't know is insane. Why is this? Because once a kinship placement is made, we are more or less abandoned. Now, this is not the case, always the case, and I'm sure that some people get all the support under the sun, but most experiences are of being dropped, not told where to go next, or even if there is a next to go to. If someone asked me what I would want on day one of even considering becoming a kinship carer, looking after a child so they don't become part of the care system, costing the country far more than what it would would get than we would get in an allowance, and often leading to a worse life for the child. The one thing that I would want is information. A clear guide as to what the steps are, what we are entitled to, or even if they have to use vague, wishy-washy words like may, could or should, and where we would go for support. 
I cannot tell you the number of hours I've spent trawling through websites, links and pages and pages of jargon to find that one piece of information that would help me and my family. This is time that could be used for other things. And yet every roadblock, whether it be entitled to child benefits, school meals, special guardianship payments or access to therapy or counselling, is hidden behind a wall of hyperlinks and small print. This is what I would want to change. So there you have it, not too long, um, but just a few thoughts and feelings about being a kinship care. I'm sure a lot of us would um, relate to that, especially in regards to information and 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 costs, because you know, the cost of living is definitely something that needs to be looked at, and it's 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 a hard it's a hard aspect. A lot of people, when we talk about the cost of living crisis, we really just talk about energy and you know how much my electric bill i'm not gonna be able to put that on i'm not gonna be able to put on the heating um there's stories about how if you were to go on a holiday during those two weeks of christmas it would actually cost you less electric wire it cost you less money wise to take a holiday in december rather than just stay in uh, and use the electric and gas which sounds preposterous but you know based on evidence it actually sounds true um now, obviously, there's there's a lot to, to, that needs to be done about this, and yeah, it'd be nice to be able to say, well, surely there is a magic money tree. Uh, there is, you know, the 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 help benefit, uh, the help allowances that are coming along, um, which uh, are being done um, automatically. But obviously, if you contact your your local um, energy supplier, if we just look at it from that point of view. Um, and you ask them about you know, what is what is available to you. I mean, uh, it, it it is insane sometimes to actually think that you know, we personally we've gone from a bill that was thirty to fifty pounds a month to maybe double that um, when you come to electric and gas. And you know, it, it, I understand why it's happened because of the mismanagement of energy. Um, and the energy companies and them having to bail a lot of these out and of course we as the as the as the last you know the, we're, we're the ones who have to pay for it um you know the, the it's really sad when you get people coming along like martin lewis who really have got no answers for us um there used to be a time when martin lewis would come on and say oh empire's got a great plan you go here or this you know british gas have got this plan or, or something and they don't have that the only advice that they're given is one of the main things that they would advise is if you can get a plan that's fixed, you know, fix it. You, you know, we, we, thankfully, we've got a plan. I believe ours, you know, ours personally runs out. I think it's in June, but God knows what what our costs will be once June passes, and hopefully we can do something about that. But it is really sad when you know Martin Lewis comes out and he comes. He's always got ideas for credit cards and you know building up your credit and getting you know things like that. But when it comes to the energy crisis, even he is stumped uh, without government taking a massive step to sort of wipe away the debts of these companies. Which it's not just a case of whether they can or can't. I don't really know whether whether that's even feasible at this point. Um, you know, a lot of the energy companies are. <clears throat> yeah, multi-international conglomerate. So it's not even a case of the UK having the final say. If if it was a still privatized company, that might be the case. But it's um, uh, if it was a, a, a you know, owned by the government, it might be the case. But I don't think it can be now that now that other companies across the world 
own our energy and everything else. Um, but it really is about looking at your options. And, and the, the best advice I would always give at this point is to not bury your head in the sand. Uh, if you've seen the adverts for, I think it's British Gas, who, you know, it's people ringing up saying, you know, I can't, I can't do it. And they say, legit, okay, we'll see what we can do. Now, what they don't say is really what they're saying is we will create payment plans. We will give you months of, you know, where you don't have to pay it. You, you still got to pay it, but we'll give you a, a, a payment holiday of two or three months so you can get yourself back to, you know, really all they're saying is we'll give you three months where you're going to continue to use the energy. Um, but, you know, in three months time, we're still going to want to want to get paid or they're looking at payment plans, which, you know, essentially is, it's what we would want to do with direct debits and things like that anyway. But the, the sooner you contact these companies, the sooner they can look at it. And it's the same with anything, whether it's debts, whether it's um, problems with housing, um, problem with anything, you know, it's always best to, to speak to someone and, and get that advice because there may be an option. There may be a tariff that you weren't aware of that you would benefit from because of the house that you're in. You know, if you speak to your council and your housing and people like that, you know, they may be able to advise if there are houses available to you that are a little bit cheaper that you may be able to help you. Know, you know, it's all about you, you. If you don't ask, you don't get. And that's the main thing with that. Um, so I would, I would definitely say um, <clears throat> it's it's it's. There is light at the end of the tunnel. It's only a glimmer, but I would say there is light at the end of the tunnel. But it it is about asking for those little bits and pieces here and there. Uh, as they always say, you know, you look after the pounds, uh, look after the pennies and the pounds, look after themselves. Uh, and it is about you know when you see those things and it says, oh, you you'll save ten fifteen pound a year. It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you add it all up together, you know, it will uh, will will help. With those type of things um <clears throat> so that's all in regards to this uh this episode as always if you want to get in touch with easiest ways through us uh social media through the facebook the instagram uh twitter and also on our tiktok uh you can do through the website and obviously contact us in any way if you've got any thoughts um i can't remember if i've said i'm sure i have said the hosting site for the for the podcast is going to be changing around about january time so there may be a week or so where there may not be a podcast hopefully there isn't a, a delay but it's just um technical technical stuff where you, no one needs to really know about it but if there is a break i'll say i'll make everyone aware of it but uh, just to keep you aware of it just in case uh, but if you do want to contact us the easiest way is through those sites and it's always nice to hear any any comments feedback any thoughts opinions Please share it wherever you want it to be. If you want to make it part of your coffee morning, have a little listen. I always try and make it at least you know, between sort of 10, 15 minutes. Um, you know, it's not a huge listen to. Um, you know, I'm, uh, thankfully, it's not a, like an hour-long um, rant about one thing or another, which it probably could be in some cases. Um, but as always, you know, it's always nice to hear what people have to say. So thank you very much for listening. My name's David, and you've been listening to the Kinship Care Liverpool podcast.